Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Pit Pass Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. It's Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, part of the Evergreen Podcast Production System. Check out evergreenpodcast.com for diverse and dynamically curated blend of creative programs with a wide range of lifestyle programming. Our network features entertaining shows and highly creative, uh, uh, highly creative shows with great production values and quality. This show tonight going to be a little different. We've got a lot of guests. We have some pers- uh, people in uh, in person. We're live at pole position in Grimes, Iowa. Tony, what, for our listeners' benefit, is pole position? Uh, pole position is an indoor karting center that we are fortunate enough to be friends with the owner, right. Mark Bunnell, who's standing behind you. I don't know what he's trying whoa, to do. Whoa. But, uh, no, uh, we uh, a lot of fun. I, I typically spend more time here in the winter than I do the summer, and it's a, it's a place for... Uh, Oh, Mark's carrying a, a switchblade. That's it's, different. Uh, so <laughs> never we're, been uh, held at knife point while on air. But it's pretty neat what he has going on. It's it's. Uh, we'll let him get on here and it's talk very about popular. it. But there's a bunch of champions from all over, um, different different uh, disciplines of racing. We'll talk about them in a moment. I yep. do want to let you know that PJ Duran is back in town from New York. Tony Inc. back in town. From uh, the Loretta Lynn's Ed Camp helping us set up the show. As always, Mark Bunnell will be joining us here momentarily. I do want to welcome, uh, uh, or excuse me, thank Jack and Leanne DeLeon for helping assist last week in getting that show uh, put together and making it sound as good as it did. Tony, guests on the program as we make our way through the next two hours. Yeah, we're going to talk to John Grew, who he uh, won. He took second place behind Mike brown in the plus 40 and then he he owned the plus 50 class this guy i tell you what he's he just doesn't seem to age i don't get it and he and you know what you look at his style and you're like he's not going that fast and that's loretta's is a tough gig and he's got as many laps around that thing as it's just about anybody and he's got a ton of titles and he took home some more so he's going to be on also grant baylor who's currently 11th overall in the standings the xc1 class in the gncc um he has won some national enduros and he, uh, this year, and he also is second overall in the Kenda National Enduro Series. So uh, Grant Baylor is always a lot of fun to talk to. And then he's part of the KTM group. And then uh, Mike Brown, who I raced with him. Well, we lined up next to each other, I should say. He's on a different level. But he raced the Senior 40 class. A lot of people give him a hard time about racing and, and at an amateur level again. And I don't really care. I think it's great. I think it um, as a guy that's racing in the plus 40, I think it it only um, you know validates what we're doing down there and how difficult it is and 
And it's and it was a lot of fun hanging out with Brown. He's a good guy. So Mike Brown will be on. Also Barry Carson, who's a longtime Suzuki rider. He uh, he rounded out the podium in the senior forty class behind uh, Jonathan Groove. So uh, Barry Carson, he's he also got second in the Masters fifty class. Former pro motocross supercross star. Um, he's accumulated quite a quite a few top ten finishes in pro races. And uh, if you guys remember back in the day, we had. Um, in moto inside the outdoors, there was a feature on him when he, when he blew a tire in his camper and it like put a hole in his shower. You guys remember that episode? It's just, it's just funny. So I, I had a couple blowouts on the way home from Loretta's this week and it made me think of Barry. And, and then, uh, yesterday I was like, you know what? I'm going to get this guy on. So I'd sent him a text and, and so that'll be our show for the, for today. And then also, um, Mark Bunnell's sitting next to me. Mark, you've, you've got an event here. You've got a, killer facility out here man talk talk about the facility just a little bit if you would um pole position in grimes right off of 141 and then the event that you have going on today i think tony we've been here six years and um we have a 40,000 square foot indoor karting facility uh our carts go up to 45 miles an hour we have carts for juniors as small as 48 inches tall and um we we've been doing it a long time we run a race every 10 minutes uh on the weekends and open racing every day of the year uh, so the event we have tonight is, is what's called Race with the Champions. So what I did is I invited champions from uh, all kinds of different things, dirt trucks, uh, 360 Sprint Invaders from Australia. Wow. I've got, I've got IMCA champions, Lucas Off-Road champions, a Baja 500 champion who's you, but you're not going to race because you got to do the show. Yeah. I get it. Um, we've got some of our own league champions, and we've got uh, – Litton Jeffrey from Australia, 410 Sprint Car Champion. Dylan Book, who's the IMCA Rookie of the Year in 2009. He's won a couple of our leagues. He races, uh, he's champions at three different tracks. Uh, Aaron Olson, who's our very first league racer back in 2014. Oh, cool. And he's he's here. He still races with us. Is he Kate, good? What's yeah, his lap oh, times? Yeah. Uh, 17s he for sure, right? While, but he's going to be well into the 17s. Yeah, so that's better than me. Cade Higday, he's a 305 sprint car racer. Everybody knows Cade from Battle at the Barn. He's a cart uh, racer for years. Um, Mason Mitchell, he's from ARCA. He's an ARCA champion here from West Des Moines. He were, he grew up racing motocross at my motocross yep, tracks and then went into actually freaking NASCAR. It was pretty awesome to watch that. Yeah, that kid, he's a good he's he's a good racer. Uh, and uh, Mike Hausman, 305 sprint car uh, champ. So it's going to be a great race tonight. Um, next week we actually have something I know you're, you're going to be interested in because you sometimes complain about the weight difference and the speed, <laughs> and so do I, being a 225-pound guy. But next week we're having a thing called King of the Cart, where everybody that's limited to 24 people, and then uh, you'll, we'll run eight people at a time, and it'll be four sets of two, and you'll wear the light-weighted person will wear a weight vest to match their opponent. That's so awesome. So it's dual elimination, and then halfway through the 14-lap race, we'll stop and switch carts. So you truly, it's not going to be the cart. It's not going to be the weight My to complain butt. about. Right. Yeah. So you're all going to race the same carts. Yep. And then the best lap of each one, the winner goes into the winner's bracket. Loser goes into a loser's bracket. And then at the end of the loser's bracket, the top two guys get to come back in. And uh, so it's a double elimination like That's they do. That's cool. Yeah. We've got a lot of things going on. We have this month, we have uh, every Tuesday night, something competitive. Tuesday night, uh, the 20th, we have an amateur open which is uh, open for people who have not raced any of our competitive events or only one, uh, one time. So we want to get our leagues up and running and do a little better with leagues. Um, we 
normally get 8 to 16 on leagues. We'd like to get that up to 20 to 24, so we have have heats of both amateurs and a pro league going forward. Mm-hmm. And uh, we do corporate events, Christmas parties, birthday parties, bachelor bachelorette parties. We've done a we've had two, believe it or not, we've had two uh, um, wakes here. Two what? Wakes or visitations for people right? that have passed. Oh, really? Yeah, like that a little love, celebration, love carding, of, yeah. yeah, and they come and do do it here we've had a couple of those uh, we've actually had a wedding here once <laughs> there uh, it is yeah weddings and wakes you've you've covered the gamut my friend <laughs> i got it all covered <laughs> but you know we've been doing this a long time and uh, we average about a hundred thousand customers a year jeepers um we've we've done over five thousand events corporate events um the cool thing is we're in the process of uh Next week on the 13th, I'll I apply for our liquor license with the city. So we'll be able to, you can, after you get done racing, after, Tony, after. A little bench racing. After you get done racing, you can uh, have, a, have a couple of drinks. So, I think he should, I mean, I realize there's probably like a liability issue and uh, safety concerns. But a little bit. Maybe we should rethink about the afterwards <laughs> part. Maybe. <laughs> Make it interesting. You know? uh-huh. yeah, I don't know. That's that's a whole bunch of not happening. So yeah. t- tell me what. So you you've and obviously if anybody doesn't know, Mark's a good friend of mine, and he's he is uh, responsible for running a lot of the uh, motocross races that I I raced on as a kid growing up around here. He ran Adele and and Sandcastle and tons of fair races where I made a good chunk of money every week or sometimes twice a week. He would have tracks and. We would show up for and and um, so now your passion obviously is is uh, karting and you ha- you run this place. Um, now I'll be clear, my passion is still motocross. No, I get that, but I'm but okay, I love well, karting also. But you love karting and yeah. and uh, way more than I do. I do enjoy it and it is awesome. But you you do this day in and day out and and you you run a race every ten minutes. I couldn't. I couldn't run my motocross track like that every time. It's taxing on me. Well, here's I mean, what I tell people. I tell them when they ask me about my business, I say it's like running a motocross race every day. Yeah. Every class is a C-class, <laughs> and every rider is riding one of your bikes. So as a promoter. Sounds and, brutal. Yeah, and the only reason I quit promoting races is because you picked up the torch. And oh, well. that's why I retired. Well, I, that and I lost. Mike Hayes died. You want it back? My referee, no. Sounds like it'd be very difficult to get. Yeah. 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 Anybody. Yeah. Anyone. Please. Yeah. Somebody run a race. Yeah. I, actually, you know, and, and the reason I started running races is because back in uh, 91, we were down to two tracks running yep. in Iowa. So I started, you know, with a borrowed tractor and, and, and I'm not kidding, $1,000. Yeah. Went to a fair board took videos of Jeff Ward racing and told them a story about how I was going to have these races and how they were going to make money and, and, uh, came true. Yeah. You know, I was down at uh, Loretta's this week and, and, uh, I met with Alex Hunter from the AMA and and I talked to my friend Ron Henson from uh, Henson Clutches and, uh, and a few other people. And we were just talking about the end, the motocross industry and, and, you know, and we're working twice as hard to make the same money or less um in in motocross and it's not just as a racetrack owner it's parts and it's it's bikes and everything and and what you know we're we're talking about the b class and i said the 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 price of motorcycles has priced has has priced out so many people and you know and i've been beating that drum on the show for long as i can remember yeah and you're probably sick of hearing it but not at all but but ron brought up something that was really interesting. He said, you know, it isn't just the price of bikes. 
it's <clears throat> those kids that were on mini bikes or would have been on mini bikes in 2009, 10, when everybody took a hit. Mm-hmm. They got out of the sport and they didn't come back. Yep. And they ain't coming back. And, and the so kids aren't racing. The kids ain't racing because they, they, their parents didn't get them in bikes or they sold their bikes or whatever. So it's going to take a while to heal from that and we'll never see the numbers. But it's just interesting to, to, uh, you know, to have that perspective. I didn't really think about that. You know, it isn't just the fact that price motorcycles are eight grand now or whatever they cost, but eight. Yeah, got, but the guys who were on their way up. There's, you lost a whole. I mean, you lost a whole class of riders, is what you're talking about. We did. Tony, we lost a whole generation of riders, if you will. Yeah, yeah. That and the lead, the lead thing. It did that happen. Happened. It didn't happen. It wasn't that long though. The lead thing only it was only yeah, like a season. It, yeah, it was I bad press. It. it was at a bad time. It was. Yeah, it was. couldn't have happened at it was a worse time. Worst time. Yeah, yeah, and we lost a lot of dealers because of all of these things. And one thing, you know, I've been an AMA congressman for I think going on almost 20 years, and uh, I've worked with the AMA, and I've. I've got a couple of proposals that we've worked on off and on. One of them is a, a $2,500 or $2,900 Target 50cc motorcycle that is somewhat uh, more advanced than a PUW, but not to the point of some of the other models. RMs uh, or YZs, you know, something yeah, in the in-between ground. Somewhere in between. And then we've also worked on with the manufacturers. And I want to tell you, all the manufacturers are are – on board with both of these ideas. The second thing that we've worked on the last four or five years is a $5,000 two-stroke 250 spec class. Dude, I'm telling you right now. You'd kill it if we could sell them. Mm-hmm. Suzuki needs to take their tooling to Taiwan or China or somewhere and make it super cheap on the RM250 because it was the best two-stroke. It would be so good. So good. Well, I think they all, they all could feasibly do it. Um you know, I would I, I would want it at least to be liquid cooled so it'd be somewhat a little more reliable. But I think if we can hit that five to fifty five hundred dollar price point, which is half of what a bike is now. Yeah. Uh, you know, even if it was fifteen year old technology. I mean, I maybe couldn't ride my nineteen eighty six Kajiva as fast as I can ride my two thousand fourteen yeah. Yamaha, but it's I'd be very close. Did I saw close. this guy down at uh not me. I'm way better on my 450 Honda from Stormlink. Um, I saw this guy in the 50 class uh, riding a – he's a really good rider. But down at Loretta's this week, he was riding like a 1980-something or other CR250. I saw that too. You know, And another thing that awesome. I, I saw that I think has kind of not helped our sport is, you know, there's the saying, if you win at Loretta's, you take your bike home in a box. Yeah. And, you know, I've seen several posts – with totally disassembled 50cc motorcycles. There was three kids I heard cheating, or or their parents were cheating. So they, there was there was a guy that said I'm I am protesting the top ten, or something like that. And turns out three of them were at, were actually breaking the rules. Yeah, and I get that, but I think it it sends a bad image to me to the that you could expect that. You know what I mean? We've all had issues. Thirty percent of them were though. Yeah. No. Yeah, maybe that maybe that'll fix it. Yeah. Maybe that's a good thing. You know, I, that's what I always said is, uh, you know, the couple of years that I qualified for Loretta's and didn't actually go in the four-stroke class, which now I wish I would have. Yeah. Um, but I said, I told the AMA, as an AMA congressman in a meeting, I said, I'm going to win Loretta's. And they're like, yeah, you're 40 years old at the time or whatever. You're not going to win that four-stroke class. I said, yeah, I am. I'm going to protest everybody in front of me for the sound because <laughs> nobody 
enforces the sound limit. And at that time, it was 102 dBs. I was riding a Husaberg that was actually pretty quiet compared to a lot of the other what the other people were riding. And, and I think, you know, I think it's it's a good sport and, and I love it. And I I wish I could do it right now, other than not having insurance. Um, but I do try to ride two or three times a year. As a matter of fact, I've raced with almost everyone on this list that you have here most of my life. Yeah, you know? John and, yeah. and Barry and Mike and yeah, yeah, I, I, you know, and it's, I just I think the sport is always going to be great. It's always going to be strong to me, but I think it needs a little bit lower price point. And yeah. we all agree on that. Right? Yeah. No, no one's ever said no. They need to be this expensive. Tony, you have been beating this drum for a while. No one's ever stepped up and said. But you know what, man? an OEM or anyone, and, but they're not moving any moving the ball in the right direction either. We haven't seen. I spent twenty grand to go to the Redis. Yeah, it was twenty k, and and you did it in your own camper, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I did it. Yeah, well, and you didn't have a diesel pusher, and to be fair, I I did. I had a I had a diesel truck pulling a thirty eight foot fifth wheel ridiculous camper that I have, and then I had. Dylan driving my Sprinter van behind it, pulling my side by side with a trailer, because I wanted everything there. I did, and I stayed in a hotel. <laughs> so that's my boy. But Weisco paid for that's the why hotel I go on trips with you. Yeah, <laughs> it was really nice to have a shower as soon as I got done racing, and and then uh, and we, cell phone access. We grilled, and yeah, it was it was awesome. And then at home, then at night, we went back to the hotel, and Sarah and Charlotte flew in midweek, and that was nice, and. It was yeah, actually I had a really good time. How far away is the hotel from Loretta's? Uh, where we stay, it's down on the interstate. It's only about ah ten minutes or so. And there's no big good, deal. There's a really good barbecue place there. Of course, I'm, I'm totally into that. You know, Rochelle's, and then uh, the log cabin. That kind of sucks, actually, the food there. But Rochelle's is so busy. Sometimes you go to the log cabin. So there's like there's air conditioning and restaurants and and cell phone service and like you know what I mean. A pool, which I never. I never swam. There's a pool at the track too, but I didn't. But there's swim always that. some, also something pretty cool about re- getting done racing, watching the races, and walking into your camper and being done too. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah for sure. But when it's when it's bedtime, you know, if you got anybody else in the camper, the thing moves around or whatever, and it's just we'll just I'm, ask him not to have sex. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> one way. <laughs> oh, on that note, we better take a break. <laughs> it was a joke. All right, uh, we are actually going to take a break. I do want to thank. Um, some of our great sponsors, including Race Tech, and they did a great job for me down there. Big high five to Wyatt and Checkers at Race Tech. Uh, they they were down there, and after my motors, they came over and talked to me. And if you're part of the Race Tech family, you really are part of the family. And and uh, uh, for nearly 30 years, Race Tech has been producing the highest quality suspension components and tools, including gold valves for most types of motorcycles and ATVs. You can visit their website at racetech.com. Jack, we're going to take a break if you're ready. And uh, we'll be back with more with uh, Mark Bunnell and team here at Pole Position and Grimes. This is Pit Pass. Stay tuned. There's more. I'm Jessica Patterson, women's motocross champ, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Hey, everybody. It's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires. 
starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new Slow Rebound Tacky Compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the Tacky Tires, the choice of Sherco Off-Road. Racers say when using a Tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. Hey, Moto fans, we do our best to keep you in touch with what we're doing through our website, iHeartRadio, Facebook, Twitter, and more. Well, now you can listen to Pit Pass Radio on your handheld device anytime with the all-new Pit Pass app for Android or iPhones. Go to your app store now and download the new app, Pit Pass, at no charge. Yes, we have an app for that. It's the all-new Pit Pass app. Get it today. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take Take their fun off-road more than on? There's the high-performance, enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long-travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual-sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Hello again, everybody. It's Scott Casper for Jack Daly on Construction. You've got projects that need to be done. Basement, refinish, kitchen, bathrooms. How about this? Need more room? Call Jack Daly on Construction. They've been serving Iowa for nearly 70 years. Right now, you can finish your basement before April 30th. Spend at least $25,000. I'm going to get you a 55-inch flat screen TV. Call Jack Daly on Construction Incorporated. Serving Iowa since 1946. Call them. 321-5225. 321-5225 is Jack DeLeon Construction. What's up? This is Brian Deegan, the general of the Metal Militia. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. That's what's up. All right, thanks, Brian. We are out at Pole Position Raceway in Grimes, Iowa. If uh, you want to find them, what's their website, Mark? Pole Position... PolePositionRaceway.com or P2RDSM.com. P2RDSM.com. Thank you. I want to thank Wiseco Performance Products, carrying a full line of forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets, clutch hubs, crankshafts, forged connecting rods, valves, and more for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine, and automobile on the planet. For one name, one solution, visit Wiseco.com. We are uh, continuing our broadcast on the uh, the race of champions. Is that what you're calling it tonight? It's race with the champions. Race with the champions. Minus you. Yeah, minus me. Yeah. Well, I um, 
After my eighth place in the plus 40 this weekend. That's awesome. This past man. week at Loretta's. That's Maybe I don't deserve to be with the champions. So um, we are, Jack is efforting. Our our uh, first guest of the show is going to be Jonathan Grew, who uh, is apparently uh, doesn't age. He he's, just. Um, he's uh, like a robot. Stays crazy fast. He's so fast. And and if it weren't for Mike Brown, he'd, he'd be uh, the plus 40 champion again. So we have Jonathan Grew, we have uh, Grant Baylor scheduled, Mike Brown, and Barry Carson. So sounds like we got Jonathan now. I don't so, know. Okay. Have we got him, Jack? Okay. Well, we lost him. Uh, yeah, he just texted me. Said the call was dropped. Maybe we try an effort to uh, do that. Um, well, I could so, talk about him. I've been racing against the guy for. T- give since me a the get dirt on 80s. on Johnny Grew. Oh, I'll tell you what, man. That guy, I've been hit by him. Coming out of the- <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. I, I, like I like I always say that well, I, I race I race a lot of those racer X vet series races. Uh-huh, yeah, the tracks are always great for passing because he passes me every time. <laughs> John Grew, are you there? Can we hear? Can we hear our guest? I can't hear my guest. I cannot. Jack, are we? How are we doing, buddy? All right. Yeah, he's been racing since I think I started in '74, and I shortly after that, about I believe, and uh, you know he's I think he's from Michigan, if I remember yep, right. Yeah, from Michigan. And he I just, grew up in Illinois, so we cross paths a lot at Byron or Wisconsin races or this or that. So you know I've raced against that guy a long time, and uh, I don't think I've ever actually beat him outright. I think I beat him a couple times when he was laying in the corner crying. He that uh, happens sometimes, but. <laughs> You know, he, I tell you what, he he's he's got a little bit of an old manish style oh, as good. the rest of us, except for Mike Brown, do in that plus forty class. But man, he is just solid right out of two minute lap time every sync from the beginning to the end of the moto. It's it's really impressive, and he rides a couple classes. You know, I was stuck working the Wiseco booth, so I know complaints there, but it, it just takes a lot out of you to to work a booth all day long and then go racing. But but. Uh, this guy, I mean, rides a couple classes. I know he had his his motos were probably together in the same day, you know, and he just doesn't seem to matter whatever the track condition is. He just he's right around that two minute mark. So, and that's and that's a good lap time. So, a really good lap time. I'm going to encourage Jonathan if he's anywhere on the line to just go ahead and jump right in and tell us where to go uh, about everything he's heard so far. So he's not waiting for us, and I'm sure Jack will continue to try and get him on here. Yeah, let us know, Jack, when you're when you can get John. I know you're efforting to. Get him lined up. All right. Well, uh, how about where I take this moment to tell us about MotoGP's return this past weekend. After a break, Uh, It's been summer break for all of our road racing series. Um, World Superbike, they're off until September. Moto America rejoins uh, battle this coming weekend at Sonoma out in California. Mm -hmm. But MotoGP went racing at the Czech Republic. uh, MotoGP Czech Republic. Czech Republic race at Brno, and on top of the whole deal, really for the entire weekend was once again Mark Marquez. He stretched his overall points lead. Uh, they've just this is the beginning of the second half. He's now got 63 points in hand over over his nearest rival Dovizioso with Jack Miller in third. And it sounds like we've got our man Jonathan. Are you with us, Jack? I hate to say we're not hearing him. 
<laughs> All right. Well, with Jack Miller uh, coming in third place there at uh, Brno, it was it was a really good race uh, in qualifying. Marquez really just demoralized everyone. He blew him out with a two second uh, advantage uh, in, in over one flying lap. It, it was unheard of. You don't see two second gaps. He really gambled. I'm getting a reverb now. This is fun. Yeah, this a good time. Pit Pass Radio when we started. <laughs> It does. It's like we were learning all over. We even got the man, John Sellers, here. What's it's, uh, it's fun times. Um, so you know, how about now, John? Are you with us? All right. Well, we can't hear him, Jack. Uh, when Mark Marquez came on the scene, he was kid wonder. I mean, it was. It, it was, was absolutely. It was. He was dragging his elbows. We haven't seen that since most, since his early days. He was just, just a phenom. Just insane. And and now we've seen. We've seen he raised the bar, no question. He was the James Stewart of road racing for a while. Absolutely. And, and everybody, everybody had to learn how to whip. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or scrub? Excuse me. Yes. Everybody learned how to scrub. And and that it's uh, now we're starting to see. I mean, I realize he's got a pretty good points lead now, but there's been times when he's been challenged and 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 beaten and beaten. straight up, straight up. Absolutely. This year, the most telling loss that he's had this year because he's been so consistent was. Austin, Circuit of the Americas, where he had never lost. Every time he went to Austin, he won. Mm -hmm. It was a guarantee. This year, didn't happen. Had a bit of a, a stumble and opened the door for the rest of the field. Other than that, though, he's just been superb this season, same as any other. Again, the and he said about his qualifying on Saturday, he said, I took too many risks. He self-identified. Uh, as being too risky, you know, he was being too risky because it was wet to drying conditions, and he threw on a full slick. Everybody else was on intermediates, so he went out in pretty tough conditions and really let it hang out. It paid off. I watched the race about nine, just about the halfway point of the race. He uh, had a feet off the pegs, nearly wipeout, wall leading. Wow. I mean, anyone else in the world, they're on their head and saying goodbye to the race. Yeah, it, he, he stayed in the middle of the. He stayed in the battle and continued on to win. I I think All we right. can hear our guest, John. Are you there, John Grew? Are you, are you with us, buddy? It sounds like we can hear him eating his his dinner. Uh, John Grew, can you hear us? Okay, yep. well, this isn't working, so um, keep trying. We, we apologize, John. If you can hear us, we are sorry for the technical difficulties. We're doing a, a remote out of pole position raceway, which is an indoor karting center in Grimes, Iowa, which is close to our studios, but um, we're with Mark Bunnell here, who's the owner, and uh, you have a race with the champions tonight. Yes, we do. We have a lot of champions out there, and I heard their qualifier just go off, and... Uh, so how does that work? So you get you, you get paired up with a dud. Yep. You get a somebody am. You get a pro am effect. It's a pro am. So what we did is we got we have everybody sign up. I invite fifteen pros. We have had uh, a matching number of amateurs come in. Mm, that's for nice. regular racers. We put uh, cards in a hat, one through fifteen. Boop, you draw your you get your partner. Some are this are pro cards, some are amateur cards. Kind of like our Justin Brayton shootout. Exactly. We, we do that on the line. That's yeah. super fun. And that's and Justin's like, no, and it, it has gotten a little hairy. Like you, there's some straight up guys that are look, if you're not jumping everything, don't come race the shootout because Brayton will jump over your head. You know what I mean? Or, or yeah, Chad that's, Peterson that or gets whoever. a little a little dicey. But with the with the carding thing, that's sweet. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. 
There's so, no downside. So it, it, they uh, do they race at the same time, or, or do they? So then I randomly enter them into the races. Yeah. And then uh, we're going to work through it. And then the, the top eight guys will be in the final. And then we'll have a A, B, C, and D main, it looks like. And then uh, we'll start with the D main slower and work to the championship. And, then and does the D main, if, the, if you win the D main, do you advance to the C? I do not have that for this event. We yeah. do sometimes in our leagues, and I know that's something you like to do. But uh, it works better for this if not. You know, it just helps it flow better. So we have a Tony's Friends League sometimes in the wintertime. I don't know what we could I've been it. out on yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, it's fun. Yeah, and and it, it is a blast. It is fun. And yeah. so what we do is if you you if you if win your – and it's based on your qualify your time. So it's like a time practice. You get a, you get a time practice, and then they, that's how you qualify. And then if you win your main, you get to advance, advance on. Advance to the next but one. But the trouble is, is you're – you're doing it. You'd have to pass. You have to be a bad dude to get. Oh yeah. To advance twice because yeah. you'd have to pass everybody. And yeah. you're starting, you know, in in, uh, in the back of the grid what do you for call the one that, that you when raced up. Single file grid. Single file grid. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Um, it, it, it happens, but not very often. We um, the uh, we just I just got back from Loretta's and I I apologize. We've got. Okay, let's give it a try. John, are you there? Yep, not working. We are just not going to This is fun, though. <laughs> we can talk about uh, everything else for a while. Well, I was going to talk. I was leading into Loretta Lynn since I just came from there. Um, Let's hear how awesome you did. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of saw myself. I, I, I won my, my uh, area, which is not difficult to do when you're at, the, you know, you shouldn't be. If you're not winning your area qualifier, you're, you're not, you're, you're probably not going to advance from the regional. Um, but I won the regional as well. And I made some really good friends. There's a lot of nice guys in the plus 40 class. Like, you know, there is. there's a handful of guys that want to rip your head off also on the track, which makes me a little nervous. So the start is super important there. Um, but I'll tell you what's, what I learned something this, this week. My starts have not, have not been very good. And I, you know, I got to work. I, I wasn't getting started at the local race. I wasn't getting starts in any of my qualifiers. I had to come from behind in all my qualifiers to to pass everybody and, and to 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 win those. And so my first moto, I started 19th is what they counted around the second turn. That sucks. Second moto, I started 30th and mm-hmm. then worked my way up to like... 13th, was it? Huh? 13th? No, it was, mm-hmm. it was like 8th or 9th. And then a guy crashed us both, picked my bike back up, passed up to 11th place. So that was my second moto finish. And then I, I met with um, uh, the Brad, who runs Club 57 down in Florida. And uh, we uh, he, he broke down my starts. I was actually just too far forward on the bike for the most part. And body positioning. And I've been doing this for, I'm 40, I turned 42 at the ranch last week. I've been racing dirt bikes since 1981. Like, how do I not know how to freaking start? But he says, this is, you're riding your bikes. You ride like you're riding on two strokes still. He's like, so he, um, I did it his way. I thought I was going to loop out every time, but it was a four inch wheelie all the way down the start straight. And which is what you want to see. Best start of my life. And I was still like ninth in the, in the uh, first turn, but that's all I needed. That's better than 30. Yeah. Yeah. So I worked my way back to like 12th. In two laps, and I'm like, man, I gotta get going here. So I I, I went back up to um, seventh for my third moto, 
and I was stoked. It was like a win for me. You know, just I wanted to see myself do better, but I know them boys are working harder at it than I am because it, uh, it shows in their riding. You know, you don't charge the corners and stuff like that when you're tired, and I was gassed. Every single moto I was gassed. So I don't know. It's exciting for me to, to – uh, honestly, I think I'm going to go spend – the winter in florida with um club 57 and um he's got a new facility that he's going to announce on 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 uh, our show next week so i don't know i think it'd be fun to go down and spend six weeks john are, can you hear us yes i can oh he's there how are you what where have you been I'm, we've been calling for you could you hear us i know i couldn't hear you yeah weird so so we're so Welcome to Pit Pass Radio, first off. We're doing a remote from an indoor karting center and uh, something weird with the phone line. So I, I beg your pardon. I know it's a lot later than what we had you scheduled, but uh, welcome to Pit Pass, man. It was it was fun um, racing behind you this whole week at Loretta Lentz. Congratulations on your second and your first place finishes. Hey, thank you very much. Uh, it was a great week. I had a lot of fun. You bailed out on the on the awards ceremony. What happened? Uh, believe it or not, I took off out of there and I headed to northern Indiana to a track called Moto Land for a, mo- a money moto on Sunday. How'd you do? Um, I finished fifth. Um, Did it, it was, pay? Uh, uh, yeah, it paid, paid good. Um, that was uh, 420 bucks, so it was worth the stop. Uh, paid your fuel. Yeah, there was uh, some really good guys. Uh, Henry Miller, uh, he won it. Uh, Joey Crown was second. Travis Sewell was third. Cody Williams was fourth, and I was fifth. Wow! And uh, literally double or more their age. <laughs> yeah. So what's that, the deal? Travis? So hey, man, I'm 42, right? And I'm definitely not as fast as I was when I was 20. But you seem to just not age. What's your what? What do you got going on over there in Michigan? Uh, man, I don't know. I just stay at it. You know, I uh, I seem to be able to push myself pretty well when I'm practicing. And um, around here, we got some fast guys, and I just try to stay riding with fast guys and ride as much as I can. And when I am riding, I push as hard as I can. I guess. Yeah. What are your thoughts on? We got Mike Brown scheduled. Um, later in this program today, what are your thoughts on Mike Brown racing the plus forty and the plus fifty? Well, I guess he's not in the fifty class. The twenty-five, which is that was a heck of a race. I'm sure you saw that. What? Yeah, uh, what are your sure. thoughts on him racing Loretta's though? Oh man, I mean, I don't really have a problem with it. It's you know they they set up the rules and he fits into the rules. So you know it's just you know he's just like. I guess you talk about me, like, how do I stay, keep going fast, but, holy cow, you know, Mike Brown's 47, and, you know, it, it's kind of the same thing. He's just a guy that has stayed at it and um, is just is an animal, you know. He's just so fast, and I, I don't really have a problem with it. I think it's great, honestly. I, and I was talking to Mike about it. We were... I don't know, it was before one of our motos, and we both walked down there and, and was looking at the corner by the mechanics area. And, and uh, you know, and he even said it in his his uh, podium interview, you know, people give him a hard time. But, uh, you know, he just loves to race dirt bikes. And, and it's like, where does a guy like Mike Brown go? I mean, it's not his fault that he's 
47 and faster than everybody there. Like, you got to go racing somewhere, right? And if that's what you do. And I think it validates the class. I think that, you know, maybe we're all racing for second, or unless you show up and then and Barry, and then I guess I'm racing for fourth. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, I fully intend on being relevant next year in the top three to five, as does a lot yeah. of people. But but sure. Mike Brown is like, I don't know if he'll be there next year. And if he's not, I think that will – I think two things. I think it validates the class. Like, this is a legit – this isn't just some old farts. You got Mike Brown and John and, and and Barry and, you know, like real legit guys. And then also I think if he doesn't show up, that would be kind of exciting too because then it's like, <laughs> hey, here's one more. Now I'm a seventh-place guy without doing any more work. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you could sure. get maybe a, it, you know, yeah, yeah. Just if he if he doesn't show up, it it kind of tightens everything back up, and you know, first, second, third is all up for grabs, and you know, I, I mean, it just sometimes the only thing I think that happens is some guys will get discouraged because Mike Brown guys, you know, guys like Mike Brown are there or whatever. Like, oh man, we could never beat him, and and then I I just I don't know. It's sad that, that sometimes they think that way, but I think that's about the only thing you run into with the guys, and that's what their real problem is. is like, we're never going to beat a Mike Brown. So it discourages them a bit. Hey, John, it's Mark Bunnell. I've raced, uh, I started racing in 74 in Illinois, and uh, I've raced with you a long time. I, I've raced with you uh, at uh, Racer X Vet Series multiple, multiple times, uh, number six on a Yamaha. Um, okay, yeah. And talk to you talk to you lots of times sitting on the line it's like i don't, I don't ever recognize anybody with their helmet off because i'm only ever talking to anybody when we're on the line here's the way i look yeah, at it sure. and let me think see what you think you know i'm one of those guys that's raced a long time had a lot of fun rode pretty good at one time don't ride so good anymore but still i'm out there doing it um you know i'm still an quote a rider i guess because you know i can't see doing anything else but uh, it's like a few years ago, I raced uh, the plus 40 class at Ponca City, and, and Trampus Parker was in it, you know, and he and I had a pretty good battle going for a few corners, and, and uh, you know, I've raced with everybody that's ever raced, it seems like, from McGrath to, you know, to Rick Johnson to Ward. I've raced all those guys at one time or another, and I like the fact that I've raced with them. On the line, I've took off with him. Sometimes I've beat him a little bit. Yeah, you know, I like that's Mike, cool. Mike Brown, uh, he raced four-stroke nationals with me back in 96. I beat him a couple motos because his bike crapped out on him or he couldn't get his <laughs> bike started. But, you know, it was fun to ride with those guys. I look at it that way, you know, like Earl May. and I mean, I go way back to I, – I wouldn't have got a chance to ride with those guys if they didn't offer those classes and it wasn't open to them. Yeah, for sure. I agree 100%. Um my last 40-plus moto, the track was a little bit different because it was the first one in the morning to where a little bit of the technical was gone because it's not so rutted. And like you said, I, got, I was able to keep Mike Brown in sight for, and kind of right on his back tire for about a half a lap. And I liked that, that is because awesome. I, was, I could see what he was doing. And, and that... Like I said, you, you like to go out there with those guys because, they, you know, he's a little bit he's better and you can learn from that. I can see where he was going. And uh, Sam, same thing. You know, I love to go out there and uh, 
I try to keep up with that guy. It helps me raise my level. Yeah, you keep up with him for a corner or two, and then you know you get a little faster as you go along. What happened? My my, I don't know, claim to fame, but back when the four stroke nationals started again back in ninety five, ninety six through two thousand two or three, um, I know you, you were at some of the events, but um, in at Redbud, in uh, I was still on a Hoosaberg, so it would have been ninety seven, I think it was. Um, yep. It was super muddy, and. I lined up clear on the opposite side. Nobody else was on even on the side of the gate I was on, and my mechanic's like, what are you doing? And I said, I'm I'm either going to uh, uh, get the whole shot or I'm going to knock everybody down, which I did. <laughs> I knocked like five guys down that, you know, didn't knock them down, but they had to break so hard. And I actually led a lap of a four-stroke national, and, it, and I was so far ahead I couldn't even hear a bike for the, about half the lap. And I, I almost pulled <laughs> Did off. Did they red flag it? I thought it was red flag. <laughs> <laughs> but it had Mike Young. And uh, it's I awesome. Mean, it had all the stars were in it. But, you know, that just isn't going to sure. happen unless they keep having these classes. And I love seeing you out there. And I hope next year to be back racing the Racer X races with you again. And it's been great talking to you, John. Yeah, for sure. I hope to uh, do some more of the uh, Racer X stuff this summer yet as well. John, we got to go to our next break or our next guest. Um, and I'm sorry we got cut short with you. Let's uh, let's let's do another interview. I want to talk about Loretta's a little bit more. I had a good time down there. Yeah, sounds great. I really appreciate you guys having me on. All right, that's John Gray. We're going to go to our next guest, Grant Baylor, who is a obviously a, a very established off-road racer. And uh, racing in the the uh, GNCC as well as the National Enduro Series, Grant Baylor, are you there? Yep, I'm here. Hey, we've been having we're, we're doing a hey we're getting better we're getting better we're, having, <laughs> we're doing a live broadcast from uh, Pole Position Raceway and Indoor Karting awesome. Center here in Grimes, Iowa, and had a little trouble. Are you any good in a go kart? Uh, it's been a while, but I've never been that great just because I weighed a little more, but. Uh, I've lost about 35 pounds since the last time I've been go court, so that's good another go. How's it going with the with the, the summer, the training, everything? Uh, it's good. You know, summer's a little bit more, little, little busier, and uh, last weekend I got to go out and do the Battle of the Goats. Um, that was pretty brutal, but uh, yeah, it's, it's been going good. What is the Battle of the Goats? That was an extreme enduro, and it was part of the American Hard and series, and oh, yeah. it was in, it was a brushy mountain in North Carolina. So, it was, uh, can you, it was pretty with your contract, I mean, do you, can you just, do you, do you have that stuff planned ahead of time that you know what you're going to do? I mean, or this stuff that comes up to you, hey, let's go, let's go give that a go. Um, stuff I've always liked to do, for sure, so. Anytime I get a chance, I try to go out and do the extreme stuff. But, uh, yeah, I'm pretty free to do what I want. Um, you know, as long as I ask the guys and they say it's okay. But usually nobody has a problem with anything. Are you uh, Are you training with Charlie? Does Charlie train with you? No, I'm training with uh, Tim Ulinski and uh, same trainer at Stewart Jason. Oh, I got you. Um so I, I was just with Charlie, and we we were talking about uh, just different different styles of training, and that kind of thing. And um, I'm just curious, from a rider, from from a professional rider's standpoint, do you have guys? I mean, is there certain things that you prefer to do, or things that you just go, man, that's stuff that you just dread, you know, or maybe you don't like any of it, or maybe you love it all. Uh, I don't know. 
it's not too bad. Um, you know, with, with Tim, I've been doing a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff differently from what I've always done. Uh, you know, we're doing one of the more into the zone training with the heart rate and everything like that. A lot of road cycling and yeah, so a little bit of weightlifting here and there, not that often, but um, yeah, it's, it's it's been going really good so far. I've been working with him for uh, about I guess five months now. And I've definitely mm-hmm. been seeing some big improvements. So when you do your heart, I'm just curious that the the heart rate training, like circuit training or whatever, it's it, do you? I mean, what you guys do in GNCC, and we've talked about this. It's I can't imagine being able to duplicate that in any sort of fashion outside of what you're doing in GNCC. But your heart rates are like 200 beats per minute for three hours. It's insane. How do you gear up for that when you're on a road bike or I mean can you push that hard to where your your heart's that going that fast um yeah I don't know I kind of just do whatever my trainer tells me <laughs> and uh yeah, I don't know if he wants to get everybody's secrets so but do they keep I, track of that sort of thing the whole time during your training sessions uh you know most, most of it's just you gotta stay in a certain zone for a certain period of time and then you know, switch it to a different zone or, you know, some rides I stay in one zone the whole time for, you know, an hour, uh, two hours at a time I stay in the same zone. Uh, yeah, it, it just depends. He gives me different schedules for different weeks before races. Uh, you know, if it's a GNCC weekend, it's going to be a pretty tough weekend, so the training's not as uh, not as hard that week. Um, you know, I saved the body a little bit, and that's on day we do a little different training, and uh, you know, National Enduro, you don't, you're not going to be as beat up as, as you are at a GNCC, so it's uh, not as big of a deal. To, you know, and I understand you week. you did win the Cajun National Enduro earlier this season. Is that correct? Yes, I won the Cajun, and I also won the Rattlesnake two weeks ago. Ah, congrats! So Thanks. is that you and what are you in second? Yeah. Yep. Such uh, stewards won or leading, and I believe he's just over forty points ahead of me, somewhere forty-two points or something like that. How is that series as far as participation goes? I mean, is it um, are they sold out? Is it? I haven't uh, been to depends. one since. It, it just depends on the on the on the track because you know some some are a lot more popular than others, and after uh, the opening rounds, always sold out. You know, it's always sold out pretty much. I think ten minutes after the sign up opens. So, wow, that's impressive. You're uh, it's, yeah. it's, is uh, Lafferty involved in that series? Uh, Mike Lafferty. Yeah. Um, not anymore. I, I believe he just does the KTM demos, and he he comes out to some of them. But uh, I think he just does some stuff with KTM. Have you seen all the hipsters that are going to the to the uh, enduros? You know what I'm talking about? The dudes with the man buns and the they're like they tight roll their yeah. pants and you know what I'm uh, talking about? I haven't seen them. Yeah, we're seeing them here at the local enduros, and it's I'm super unimpressed with them. Super <laughs> unimpressed. Are they, are they riding or are they spectating? Now they rot. Well, if you want to call it riding, they're circulating. They worse than you, PJ. Now you're just throwing stones at these poor, <laughs> innocent bystanders. 
So, uh, Grant, how many how many events are left in that uh, National Enduro Series? Uh, I mean, 40 points, put it in perspective. Is that, Do you still consider yourself in with a shout at the title? Uh, so, the way it all works down, I believe Stewart's going to have to finish third, like, one time, and I'll have to win out. See, <laughs> there's five or six rounds left. Oh, there's still some time, though. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't wish anything bad on a competitor ever, but uh, that's en- there's enough uh, there's enough to play for there for sure. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's kind of you know his knees hurting and everything, so he's uh, he's handicapped a little bit, but uh, maybe we can make something happen. You know, I'm gonna have to have a little luck on my side, and <laughs> I can't make any more mistakes throughout the season, so. Or you could ask him to stay home, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Or buy him a really nice cheesecake. Yeah. There you go. He, he does like cheesecake. <laughs> well, Grant, uh, let's talk a little bit about your sponsors, see if we can get uh, get them some promo as well. Uh, yeah. Just uh, I'd like to thank the whole Tele Energy KTM team, uh, Moose, Showy Helmet, uh, Forma Boots, X-Brand Goggles, Mobius Knee Braces, Inch Graphics, FMF, Ankle Savers, JDP Suspension, Kenda Power Sports, G2 Ergonomics, uh, ODI Grips, XE Gear, uh, E-Line Accessories, TM Designs, Point Air, Motul, Seat Concepts, Motion Pro, IMS, and Henson, and Mojo. What were you doing, reading the bike? Yeah, that's a, that's a <laughs> heck of a very, lineup. Very thorough. Are you looking at your bike at the rear fender or something? <laughs> no, nah, I just pulled up my Instagram real quick and uh, made sure I'm There you go. Smart that's called man. professional. That's yeah. being a professional. Grant, good yeah. job on the show, man. Appreciate it, okay? Yep, thank you, guys. Continued good luck and uh, great racing. I uh, want to uh, certainly uh, thank all of you who tuned in do- during our, uh, what do we call that, Tony? Issues. Um, First hour, and we had Learned some, uh, yeah, that was a little yeah. bit of a learning curve there. But I also want to thank Jack uh, and Leanne DeLeon back in the studios for trying desperately to figure out the problem. It's not always uh, easy when you have people going in and out of studios. Sure. Um, but I do want to thank one of our great sponsors, and he's sitting to my left, and that, of course, is Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa, just a short drive from here. Right down the way. Yeah, so tell me, what is going on? You've got, I saw something on Facebook today, and it was about used bikes. Big sale on used bikes. Uh, that, if it's on Facebook, believe it. I am not a salesman. I'm going to be the first one to tell you. I keep my hat out of the sales arena so that I don't mess it up. I think that's where we really do a great job at Hicklin Power Sports, and it's probably because I have very little involvement in it, it slash none. Uh-huh. Um, is your service department right now? Is it like this time of the year? You're probably certainly caught up. We are. Well, this is typically about our busiest time of the year. I would oh, say is. we're going right into uh, the end, if you will, of summer. It already, unfortunately, feels like the end of summer with kids going back to school very shortly. Uh, but soon as Labor Day, isn't that the one at the end of the month here? Is yeah. it Labor Day? It is. Yeah, Labor Day is the one where we really get into our winterizing of watercraft, so that uh, that r- really is a busy time of the year. 
but we've had a recent run of good weather. Water levels have finally come down to make most lakes usable in Iowa where they weren't for a good part of the early very spring. Dangerous. Yeah, very dangerous to rivers as well. Uh, so we've got a lot of, uh, we're, we're busy, I'm saying, but we uh, are always doing more work, and that's what we're there for. Business, stay busy. business, business. Give them phone number and the address. We are at uh, 3160 Southeast Grimes Boulevard. Suite 700, you can't miss us. There's watercraft and uh, side-by-sides all over the place. You can reach us at 515-986-4880. We're your KTM, Beta, Yamaha, K&M, and Polaris full-line BRP dealer. So give us a buzz if you have any any needs with those machines. You know, it's crazy. And I was just riding down the road with uh, Dylan that works with me here full-time. And I said, I can't believe it's already... State Fair. I mean, the sea, which means the summer's over, right? Yeah. Now it's fall. It's Feels officially like it. fall. But the one thing that I do look forward to is the race that we put on, the, the one I bought. John Parham started it, bought it off Matt George. <clears throat> it's on the Friday of uh, Labor Day weekend. And so we're going to have a big race there. We've got the board trackers. This year we're having the Bull Taco Astros, class of 79s coming. Danny Durrell is a wheeler. I'm telling you, he's the man to beat on this half mile on this Bull Taco Astros. Chris Carr is coming. Yeah. Chris Carr is racing Oh, it's it. going to be cool. But I'm telling you what, I think he's got his hands full with Danny Durrell. I'm pretty stoked about it. So the Bull Taco Astros are going to be there. Um, they're, we're going to make it so they're super accessible to all the fans. So if you want to come out, you can get a you can buy a pit pass for five bucks more, and you can come down and uh, maybe sit on Chris Carr's lap and you can check, <laughs> out, you can check out the swap. Give me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for that. Uh, just it's just the uh, Facebook page, or yeah, something? the okay. Facebook page, and and you can find it at Davenport Speedway or Davenport uh, uh, Mississippi Valley Fairgrounds, and and it's on August thirtieth this year. It's on the Friday, and then we're all going to ride from. Davenport, you know, there's a huge swap meet Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday at at Mississippi. It's the biggest motorcycle vintage swap meet in the country. It's the it's if huge. you're going to see if you're going to see one, you're going to see a few of them there. It's insane. I saw original Evil Knievel stuff. It, it like it is in, cool. Insane stuff. People from all over the world come over there. So Saturday morning after our race, we're going to all get up. We're going to ride over to the Springfield Mile. It's a double header this year. Because they had the rain out over Memorial Weekend, so we're going to see racing Saturday and Sunday, and then Monday we've got off because of the holiday, and we're going to ride back home. It's going to be well, super fun. We'll talk a little bit more about that in hour number two. And yes, folks, there will be an hour number two of the program. Scott Casper, Tony Wake, PJ Duran, uh, very special engineer John Sellers, Jack and Leanne DeLeon back doing it, everything they can back in the studio to make it sound good. Thanks, guys. Um, this has been a very special edition of Pit Pass Moto, part of the Evergreen Podcast production system. Look for them online. All the shows you love, evergreenpodcast.com. Diverse, dynamically curated, and a great blend of creative programs. Stay tuned. Hour number two of the big program is coming up next. This is Pit Pass.
Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard-packed supercross settings, and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. It's Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Moto Racing Weekly. Hour number two of the big program for the week. Tony Wink, P.J. Duran, Scott Casper with you. Our producers in studio, as always, Jack and Leanne DeLeon. Thanks so much, guys. And uh, we're broadcast through the facilities of uh, our flagship, which is KXNO, 1460 AM out of Des Moines, Iowa. And, of course, we broadcast on the Evergreen Podcast System. do want to thank uh, P.J. for coming back from New York. We missed you. Tony Wink, you were in... Uh, uh, you were at uh, Loretta's in Hurricane Tennessee. Mills, racing yeah. in the... the uh, Old man's class with yeah. a really fast guy named Mike Brown, who we've got booked for the show. You called me and said, hey, what can I do for you special? I said, take your little cell phone up to Loretta's place and put her on the phone and ask her to tell me to get better. <laughs> and you never called back. Somehow the reception has gotten worse <laughs> at Loretta Lynn's, and I don't get it because we'd all pay to have have it work, and there's a whole bunch of people that pay. They can make I'm sure they in a mobile lot. tower or something. Yeah. They've had that. They have it. And I don't get why they don't do that. They can make a pie. They probably make more money on cell phone reception than they do the racing. I would imagine you're right. All right. It's official. Adam Cianzarello has signed his deal with Monster Energy Kawasaki. They've agreed to a solid deal. We'll talk a little bit about that later on this hour. Also, uh, you've got the, the release of the new KTM 250. Uh, the, and it's an intro. Talk about an intro. Ping takes a ride on that bad boy. You can find that article, by the way, with our friends at Racer X. Let's go to um, 
Our next guest, before we do that, of course, he has to have an intro. And this portion of our show is brought to you by Fly Racing and the Light Hydrogen Line. Check for it at a dealer near you or look for it at flyracing.com. Tony? All right, one of my heroes, and I got to actually line up next to him in uh, the third moto is Mike Brown on the Yamaha. And he joins us now after a couple of titles. And I'll tell you what, the, the plus 40 class, didn't see much of Brown in that one. But in the plus 25, when I watched that one, that was super cool. He um, he he won the twenty five junior twenty five plus class at forty seven years old. Mike Brown, welcome to Pit Pass. <laughs> Proud of you, dude. Are you there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Uh, so yeah, yeah, we hear you, man. Is we're doing a, a bear with us. We're doing a live remote from Pole Position Raceway. It's an indoor karting center. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure you're probably better at that than us too. But um, no. <laughs> uh, Congrats, dude, on on your successful Loretta Lynn's week. I know it was probably a little easier for you in that forty class than it was in the twenty five. But talk about your just your finishes, and you know, I you know, I I don't know if you know who I am, but I'm I'm I, I stood yeah, down there I, uh, by the mechanics yeah, corner. We yeah, yeah. we sat there and talked for a little bit, and you said people give you a hard yeah. time, and I don't really care. You know, I raced against Ricky Carmichael there five years ago, and he beat me just as badly as you did. And <laughs> you know what? It, I think it validates what we're doing down there. I think it's neat. I hope you don't show up next year. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I think it's awesome, and I'm 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 stoked for you that you you can still find a home to go racing and stuff. And you just haven't quit, man. I don't have you slowed down at all. I think so. I maybe got smarter. I think I go slow when I need to. <laughs> But no, uh-huh. I, I've had a great week, man. Like you said, it was uh, that twenty-five plus was a tough race. You know, I'm not. Ex- I guess I'm expected to win it, but when I look at it, thinking, man, I shouldn't win it. You know, I'm still pretty old in that class, but uh, it all worked out good this week. So when you when Darren beat you in the second moto, and nothing against him, we all like him too. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe because I'm in the forty class too. You know, I turned forty-two last week. I um, and I'll be giving out the address to send cards and money here in a little bit. Uh, But uh, I was kind of like, kind of bummed, like you know, because you are an old man and you are so good, and and you are the guy that we grew up going to the races and watching and and watching on TV, you know. And it's like we, you're still my hero. I still want you, even though I'm lining up next year. I still want to see you win that class. So, um. What happened in the third moto? You just put it to him. Did he go down, or I, I didn't see? You were just way out in front. Uh, the, you talking about the last moto there? Yeah, the last twenty-five plus moto. Yeah, yeah. No, I did get this start, and I didn't really want it. That was the whole purpose of like the second moto where he got me. You know, I got the start there, and I was thinking I got a little tight, and he had some good lines on me, and I kind of lost. You know, he was driving good, and I didn't. I wasn't feeling it that race, you know, I didn't feel good on the track. I came in, you know, making sus- suspension adjustments for the third moto, and uh, at the third one, yeah, I got a good start, and I was thinking, I'm either going to get on pump, number one, or I'm going to crash trying to beat him. So I got a start, and just rode hard as I needed to ride as fast as I could go to kind of get away and not show the lines, not let him get up close to me and put the pressure on him. You know, I did get a start there, and I think maybe he came out third, and I got the a few seconds ahead of him in that first lap, and I was trying to keep it like that where I couldn't get hunted down there right on top of me. So it was uh, 
yeah, I know, just like I said, I rode, I don't know, five, six laps is all I can do. And then, you know, it stayed, stayed about the same there. And then I don't know if he crashed or what. I didn't really hear whatever if he crashed. And then I kind of got a gap there and then went to the checkered flag. But that was, that was about it. We're talking with Mike Brown, veteran uh, racer, uh, X Games gold medalist back in 2015. Tony, uh, this is a guy that just, and, and I don't know if this is what you're insinuating uh, with your questions and things, but um, it, it's a guy that seems to be made of iron. You know, he just goes and goes and goes. He he doesn't seem to slow down. And, and it's, you know, I, I've, Mike, i got to ask, where do you see yourself at an outdoor national if uh, you're, you're signing up and and uh, you're you're going in there as prepared as you were for Loretta's same equipment. Where do you see yourself finishing? Mm. I have to qualify first. That's the hard thing in the national now. Just qualifying. It <laughs> <laughs> isn't a guarantee. Lap. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, if I was getting the race, I think I could do not too bad. I think I don't know. I hate talking bad. I'm not talking bad, but I don't want to sound like I'm bragging on myself, but. I don't know. I would hope top 20. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't really. I don't know, really. I don't know. Yeah. The tracks are different. They're, you know, some big jumps. But I don't know if I could do top 20 or not. I, I would shoot for top 20. Well, the correct sure. answer actually is 16th. <laughs> You're <laughs> a 16th place rider out there. And I, I believe me, I've seen a lot of it on TV. I really know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nailed it right down to 16. Yeah. So I was uh, a good friend that. of mine's. It'd be cool, right? A good yeah, friend of mine is Justin sure. Brayton, and he came he came into town and stayed at my place um, a couple weeks ago. There's a thing called Ragbri, and it's basically a bicycle party from yeah. one end of the state to the other. You've heard of it, okay? So yeah, I've heard Brayton of it. came in and, and yeah. So we were talking about. He goes, "How are you going to finish?" And I said, "I'm a seventh place guy." And he starts laughing. He goes, "That's exactly what I told everybody that asked. You're going to get seventh. And I went down there and I got eighth. And you were the, so disappointed. I was not. I didn't care, honestly. <laughs> uh, but but the difference between even second place with John and me is a good five seconds a lap. It's a big deal. And and yeah. you, you, what I noticed when I was up on that podium, I'm going to work really hard. I'm a I'm going to go to a training facility, and I'll probably be able to get a trophy that's at least two inches taller than the one I got this year. And when they handed me my contingency bag, there was literally nothing in it. It's it just was a, a bag. It was, a, it was an empty <laughs> Lucas oil bag. And I started laughing, and I go, thank you so much. Was like, it a plastic bag or it was a cloth bag? I don't know. It was just I think <laughs> I think all I got was a GoPro. I mean, that's still a lot. You know what I mean? It is. They had a lot of stuff up there. I don't know where it went to. But, yeah. It was, well, we, yeah. we know. Oh, yes, we know. Yeah, like you won two classes, you got a GoPro. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, so, Mike, do you, do you uh, what are your plans the rest of the year? Can you tell us? Uh, yeah, I mean, not what, I, what I know so far, I'm going this week to Unadillo, then Pucks Creek, and then Indiana for the 125 races. And then from there, I think I'm going to the Baja Bash, or is that what it's called in Michigan? The Baja, Baja Brawl. Brawl, yeah, that's it. Doing that, and then from there straight to England for the World Mixed Destinations thing they have there. Oh wow, that's cool! That's yeah, schedule. That. So you're uh-huh. you're going to Farley Castle? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've have you done that one? Two years. It's a great. Yeah, last uh, two years I won it last year, which is good. I won 
whole thing, I guess, yeah. what they said. The was, thing, but, yeah. it, it was almost shut down because when Tony Wink kind of ruined it for everybody. I didn't. What do you mean? I didn't uh, do it. <laughs> Fire the castle? Hey, they were French. They were giving me a hard time. They, uh, I raced that in 2014, and I had old Frenchie come in hot on me. On a, I was on this, I was on Rory's uh, Team International Air Hammer, the 490s, which is the biggest pile yeah. of crap motorcycle you've ever thrown your leg over. I promise you, Mike. And <laughs> these are like brand new. Keith McCarty totally hooked them up. It was, they're like as good as they were new, maybe better. And uh, old Frenchie runs it in hard on me on the KX500, and I literally stood on his motorcycle. While I picked mine up, and they said, you're going to wait. And, uh, <laughs> boy, they take that vet racing seriously over there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You didn't tell them about Brayton and the King of Bercy. No, I didn't tell them about all that. No. And then uh, the Baja Brawl, you're going to love that. Patrick and I hung out a little bit this week, the, the owner of that place, and they built a new wedding okay. facility up there. It's actually really pretty. And uh, so maybe you can get married or something while you're up there. <laughs> Do and, you still uh, have the flop in the pool or the pond? Yeah, the belly, the, the belly flop. So, you, Mike, you got to camp at the track, okay? You, if, and if you're not planning on that, you need to plan on that. You, you won't believe the ridiculousness that you're going to see at this event. They have they have 450 pound dudes that they lift up with a like a forklift, and the louder you scream, the higher they go up, and they, it's wow. a belly flop contest. And I'm telling you what, so just don't plan on going to the hotel. You want to find no, a place to no. stay. There are small towns nearby that apply for special flood insurance, <laughs> uh, just from the overflow from the belly flop contest. It's it's an amazing event, amazing event. Um, Mike, tell tell us a little bit about you as a as a uh, as a person. Tell us, uh, you know, family. To even take us back, uh, first bike you threw a a uh, a leg over. Yeah, I do have a family. I have two sons. Uh, they are sixteen and twelve. Um, Oh, wow. They're not. They they ride a little bit in the basketball. My older son's leaving this week for he's transferring high schools up to West Virginia to play in a private basketball school and doing good for himself doing that. He's he's a hard worker at that. And little ones playing football for the first time ever this year in basketball. But no, the first bike when I started, I think I started when I was like eleven and a half or twelve. I had a little trail eighty enduro Yamaha, silver ones with the headlights, and turn signals. My first bike and. Yeah, I just all started from there, trying to beg my mom to get me a bike. My dad wouldn't let her get me one until I got a certain age, and then it was on from there. So it was your mother. Your your mom yeah. helped you get hooked up. No, that's, she didn't. That's a little different. She let my dad get me one. She no, didn't. No, want. she was the roadblock. Okay, yeah. she was blocked. She was okay. nervous as yeah. I am. I'm like her. I hate my kids riding motors. I hate it, but I'm so nervous of anything they do. And now I see where I, where I came from. <laughs> so you... uh. What's that like for you being Mike Brown and you know the bad the best <laughs> vet rider probably in on the planet? Um, by the way, do you think you think Ryan Villapoto would have anything for you if he showed up at, at uh, Loretta's next year? Uh, uh, for sure he'd go fast, probably faster than me. He, I was asking, I was talking to him this week because he hung out all over there when he was with me on Thursday after I got beat. Yeah, he was in there. Making me change everything on my bike, so that's how it all came about. Changing my bike, he's got to do this, you got to do that. He's like my mechanic running around there, telling the mechanics to do this, <laughs> do that, which is awesome. You know what I mean? It was, it was good fun. And then, no, that's why I was asking. Him, so you need to get out here with us. And he said, "Dude, I can do three laps there. There's no way I can do three laps here without getting tired." 
which probably is true because he don't, you know, he enjoys his life now, which is great, and you know, I don't blame him. But if he came out, I'll for sure he'd be there for the whole twenty minutes. You know what I mean? He could he would train for. It. He don't come out there, and, but not wanting to win. He ain't gonna come out and get embarrassed. Be embar- He's no, not gonna embarrass himself. He's gonna come ready at some point. Do yeah. you, do you, the the track there? Your lines are incredible. I mean, it's it's uh, you're zigzagging all over the place and and missing so many bumps that we don't, um, and then tucking in at the last minute to hit these, the, you know, the and maybe is that something that you learn just being uh, racing pro level races that it get that rough because we don't see a track that gets that rough all year long. You, we have to wait to go to get to Loretta's to see that, and so that we don't know how to ride them lines and I. You know, this year they didn't give me a, an in an infield pass because I'm racing, and they said it wouldn't be fair to the other racers. Like, like I didn't <laughs> need need all the help I could get. But so I'd watch you the best I could in the 25 from the from the sidelines, and you just have different line selection than anybody else. And then I, it's really hard to duplicate that when you you get one sight lap and you haven't seen the track, you know, in a day or day and a half. Is that something you'd learn? I mean, are 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 pro level tracks that rough? They are they're different. Or worse, maybe. So, uh, they are they are worse, but you know, there they have breaking bumps all the way down the straightaways. You know, they're not like at a national. There's you know, you're breaking different points. You're getting on the gas earlier. It's just a little different there. But like like you're saying, I just for me, it's right like riding the GNCC or a, a course like that. You, I treat it as a, a, a track like that and. Instead of a motocross, I try to find smooth lines here and there. Like you say, I'll ride on the edge of the track route, and then I'll be back in the middle, which I had a good line on the 25-plus last moto of the week there, which I think Durham was beating me a lot. And the second moto was coming to the Ten Commandments around that whole section from the start to the end of the Ten Commandments. I was kind of slow there. And had you go into the Red Bull arch right there, that left corner before the Ten Commandments, I was, with the race, the second one, I was going right inside, then staying left all the way, and then outside for the Ten Commandments. And he must have been gaining two seconds a lap on me there. It felt like, you know, I felt oh, I was wow. doing good. And he was about past me the time I got to the end of the Ten Commandments. Area. That's where he did pass me. But uh, on the on the Saturday, I kind of worked on coming out inside, and, and they must have been, you know, it was. It was probably 30 runs across that straightaway going down through there. And all I do is come out on Saturday. I've come out inside and just go straight across the ruts, hoping for the best. Like it was like I'm not going outside, none in this corner down here. So I'm just going <laughs> inside, and I just hold, sit back on the seat and go across probably 25 ruts. It was probably a foot deep, and I would just hope I made it to the inside of the course over there. But it worked out good, and I think it was a for sure it was a fast line. Like it was, I don't think you can went from point A to point B any quicker from corner to corner, and, and that's how I was doing the overlap. Talk with Brownie, Mike Brown, of course, uh, an exciting race veteran to watch, watch compete or just watch in the pits and see how he does what he does as part of our race community. Scott Casper and Tony Wank, P.J. Duran in studio tonight. We're on the road at Pole Position Raceway. A little bit of a rough start, but I think we found our way. And I understand from uh, Jack, now we sound good, and we're getting we're getting uh, calls and letters from the girls. Hey, <laughs> oh, um, wow. So I have to ask you, Tony. You took extra time this year, and Brownie, you'll like this. Uh, he, he took extra time this year to build an exact replica 
of the section of the of of uh, Loretta's. Oh, the Ten Commandments. Yeah, Ten Commandments. Did that help yeah. you? They're sure. Uh, no, I did them the exact same way I would have done them otherwise. I, I took the inside, doubled all the way through, and then tripled out. And Brownie would come around the outside and touch twice, which is... Otherwise known as walking on air. Yes. Yeah. It's such crap that I uh, ha- have to race Mike Brown. But uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, you're, we did we did build a, a Ten Commandments section at my track. And uh, for sure, just like for me, you know, Mike, I've lost a bunch of weight this year. That's made a big difference. But I, I didn't. I was not prepared. Like you know, like a, there's, there's just and you know, I went down there. I raced a whole bunch like the last month before Loretta's. But like I said, you can't find rough like that. I mean, I'm doing fair races and. And it's really fun because I'm relevant in the A class, right. you know, against 20 year old kids again. That's been really fun for me because I'm, you know, because I'm. I, you get to race. Yeah, and I and I'd ride the open A plus twenty five plus thirty plus forty every single weekend. Mm-hmm. I did fifty eight laps at my own racetrack the last race we had, and then went to dinner. You know, I wasn't even smoked. Yeah. But there's six minute races, or you know, eight yeah. minute races versus twenty plus minutes. two, and and pretty heat, pretty good heat, and and that rough, you know. Maybe I need to go do some off-road because I really enjoy that. Maybe that'd be. I'm not putting you in a, a, a out the desert and let you find your way home. Just with like a pocket yeah. knife and a flashlight or something. Pocket knife, flashlight, yeah. and a yeah. cup of water. Yeah, maybe, maybe that. <laughs> Brownie up against the clock. Who do you want to thank, brother? Uh, you guys, Tony, and all the guys for having me on there. Yamaha, you know, FXR, um, shoot, all these guys, Dunlop, Alpine Star, Creek, Dunlop, you know, they've been supported for me forever but uh no it's all been good you know i love going down there i'm not sure if i will be there next year yet 100 percent. but uh yeah we'll see i got some different things in the works here so <laughs> i can't say much but it's well, a big change so it's, uh, we'll when, when you can let us know we'll have you back on yes yeah, so how many weeks mike yeah. before i got a i can book you again and we can talk about that because i you know i were talking uh, about that and been be, going on for i won't say we've been teasing it a week Two weeks is probably all that you yeah. know. Okay. Like it's, it's a big thing. All right. So it, it'll change up a lot. It is a big deal. I think it's going to be awesome. All right. Yeah. Spaghetti eating contest? It is not no. a spaghetti eating contest, mm. but I have a funny story for you off air about <laughs> well, hang spaghetti. On. Remind me. Hang on to that, Jack. Hang on to the music. Mike Brown will send you to the pits. Appreciate you joining us. Thank you, brother. It's uh, been announced. Thanks, guys. And here we go. Uh, Cole Seeley has made the announcement that he is indeed retiring. Good for him. After 11 pro seasons, Cole Seeley has made the decision to hang up the boots as it were. Great career. It's Great a big career. deal to, to retire on your own terms. I'm, I'm really happy for Cole. I'm, and I know, you know, he's, he's affectionate toward us being on the show, as we are of him being on the show. But uh, it's, it's, it doesn't, I don't know that I'm surprised by it. No. It's just, dude looks so young <laughs> still. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But um, some of us age well, and some of us don't. Twenty-nine-year-old. I'm doing the latter. Sixteen <laughs> rounds of the Monster Energy AMA Supercross Championships, recording three heat wins, finishing seventh in 2019 in the standings for 450. He recorded overall finishes of 14, 10, 11 to the first three rounds of the 2019 Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross Championship, until he suffered an injury during practice, leading into High Point National that knocked him out of the championship. 
the shoulder injury coming only a year after Seeley suffered a season-ending injury at 2018 Tampa Supercross when he missed time to a rhythm section and suffered a fracture to both his pelvis and tailbone. And my gosh, you know how bad those uh, things can hurt. That would not have been fun. I'll quote him from his statement without being too melodramatic. These past two years have been very difficult. Last year's injury was severe and very tough on me both mentally and physically. I can only guess. I fought hard to return this year, but it was much more challenging than even I anticipated. Now with the recent shoulder surgery and shoulder injury, it's just another setback. So there we have it. We'll par- paraphrase just a little bit. But we, we, we wish Cole not only a good... Good luck in your retirement, and I know you're not going to go far, brother, but we want to thank you for all the many races, all the twists of the throttles that uh, you put together. Cole Seeley, retired August 1st, 2019. This is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Stay tuned. The program continues. More guests in the uh, wings. Barry Karsten set to, uh, and scheduled to join us. We'll have Mark Bunnell back on, talk a little bit about what's going on out here. Tony Wink will continue to regale us about his uh, rather exciting week on the road at Loretta Lynn's place in Hurricane Mills. Stay tuned. It's Pit Pass. Hi, this is Doug Henry, Adaptive Snowcross, Winter X Games Gold Medalist, and you're listening to Pit Pass. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard-packed supercross settings, and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new force model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's trackaddix.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with Track Addicts Track Days. It's a fact. The best you've ridden is the best you know. Until you've ridden Racetech suspension, you haven't experienced the best suspension possible. Racetech is the science of suspension for ATV and UTVs, motocross, freestyle, and stunning, off-road, supermoto, road race, sport bikes, cruisers, touring, and vintage bikes, as well as adventure riding. With gold valve kits to upgrade your stock forks and shocks and our G3S Custom Series shocks, you too can have the Racetech suspension advantage. And it's all made in the USA. For more information about Racetech products and applications, visit our website at Racetech.com. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.
This is 1460 KXNO. The Yamaha YZF-R3 sport bike at Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes is the most exciting and affordable way ever to join the exclusive world of Yamaha R-Series Superbike Performance. It features a potent fuel-injected 321cc liquid-cooled parallel twin-engine for great acceleration, a slim, lightweight chassis for sporty, agile handling, a low seat height to get both your feet firmly on the ground for added confidence, plus legendary Yamaha Superbike styling guaranteed to turn heads, all at a super value. No wonder Cycle World calls it a bargain, and Revzilla hails it the new king of the hill when it comes to entry-level lightweight sport bikes. Visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes today to see the incredible Yamaha R3. And for more information, visit YamahaMotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the De Leon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The De Leons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans and make your dreams a reality. Call the De Leons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack De Leon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. Hey, this is Ken Rockson. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. All right, thanks, Kenny. I want to thank Fly Racing. Continue to expand this line of hard parts from bike stands to handlebars, grips, chains, sprockets, foot pegs, and lever assemblies to creative products such as its innovative boost wash stand, which we used all week down at Loretta's. Fly Racing designers are committed to making quality hard parts. Visit flyracing.com or you can check it out at your local Fly Racing authorized dealer for a full list of available Fly Hard parts. We just had a nice conversation with Mike Brown, who is, um, even though I raced with him in the Plus 40 class, he's still my hero, even though he... Um, crazy fast. Super crazy fast. Another really fast guy who just doesn't seem to slow down is Barry Carson, and he joins us now. He rounded out the podium in the Senior 40 Plus class this past week down at the ranch. Congratulations, Barry. Or I like to call you Barack, and uh, welcome to Pit Pass. How you doing, dude? Uh, good, good. Just sitting here looking at the moon. Oh, uh, it's, uh, it's a good way to spend the night after a week of racing. Is there more to it, or are you just staring at the moon? I went to my house, so I went outside and dark out, and it's a beautiful moon tonight, so I was just looking at it. All right, all right, all right. Sounds... Uh, Really something. Um, congratulations on solid finishes at the ranch. Did you have a good time this year? Yeah, it was. Um, you know, the weather was probably the best it ever was, except, you know, the last two motos of the weekend, and uh, we had a good time. <laughs> right. Yeah. You didn't race the last two motos, though. No, no. I actually I had a buddy in the 45 uh, moto who's going for the championship and uh, won it in the rain. And then, um, and then I watched the sixty five, and then I went over to the uh, the trophy presentation right after that. So. Right, Barry, uh, you've you. We were talking with Mike Brown. We had Jonathan Grew on earlier as well, and just talking about um, you old guys. And I'm, I'm, it, I raced. I got finished eighth in in the forty class, so I can say I can call you old because I'm old too. But uh, you guys. Just don't seem to slow down much. How do you do it? Well, I mean, as far as me, I mean, I still race, you know, pretty much every weekend. Um, 
I just don't ride as much during the week because he would work and stuff. So, uh, um, but I enjoy racing, and um, that's why that's why I like doing it. Uh, and I like winning, so <laughs> that that's, you know, stands for itself, right there. Yeah, you're um, you're on a Suzuki. You're a Suzuki guy. I would be shocked to see you ride anything else. Um, you got to be ready for electric start, though. Are they, when are they gonna? Have you talked to the boys at Suzuki? When are they gonna finally put an e start on that bike? For crying out loud! Well, there's, there's definitely not gonna be one for 2020. So uh, maybe 2021. Um, I, I it don't really matter to me. My Kickstarter never failed me, um, and I've but I've seen a few starters fail. So you know, I don't, spoken I don't know. like a true gentleman that's never had e start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> once you get it, it spoils you. It really does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah I, I just afraid of these bikes. You know, maybe three years, four years down the road. Uh, you know how that starter is and the battery and and all that. You know, so you never know. Like you've ever had a bike for three or four years? <laughs> uh, no, I do. I do. I do. Well, my bike right now is an eighteen. You know, I, I'm, I'm usually a year go. behind, but it's a newer one, but, it, you know, I get better deals on the older bikes. So. so I do, too. I, my line is I go into the dealer and say, I want the oldest new bike you have. Right, right. Yeah, but that's because you're riding YZ250s and YZ125s. Now. Yeah, they're, they're, not, they're not changing them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Soon, so. um, we had Mike Brown on, as I said. He's just talking about his line selection and stuff. Um, down at Loretta's, and, and, you know, the braking bumps and the acceleration bumps are all different. It's just as rough or rougher than a pro track, but it it's, um, they're amateur bumps and they're amateur lines, and you got to ride them lines. Is that, how do you fare with that? Obviously, you're, you're good at it, but do you, um, do you, uh, do you something, is there something different that you do at Loretta's than you do at a, at uh, maybe some of your other local races that you hit or some of the other nationals that you hit? Yeah, I mean, the red is, I mean, it's a tight track, so I, I usually go up a gear in the back um, just because the straightaways are a little shorter. Um, it's always loamy. Um, you know, even, you know, in the morning it's loamy, in the afternoon it's loamy, and the last race of the day it's still got loam out there. So, um, you know, you, I up, you know, up the back sprocket, um yeah, I definitely try to find the long, the, the smooth lines because the track, you know, it's a long moto. Don't want to uh, wear yourself out, and um, it's it's definitely different than than a local track. You know, I mean, just definitely different for some reason. It's the hardest, easiest looking track you ever rode. <laughs> right, right. That's the thing too. You look at the track, you're like you're walking it, and you're like, "There's not one jump I can't do the first lap." What? There's nothing to this track, but it just races differently. Yeah, and like yeah, I guess everybody there Saturday and they walked the track and it was you know it was concrete and like you said I think bicycles could do the jumps and then you get out right. there in a moto and order before you race and you're struggling just to do the, you know the Ten Commandments just doubling them you know so yeah. it, the it, first it, time I ever saw it I was drove in there and I thought oh man all the hills this track's gonna be oh it's gonna be in the hills. And then you park in the hills and you race on the flat. It's yeah, the same right. thing. I thought, oh, this is going to be easy. And then 10 minutes later, I was like, yeah, this isn't so easy. Yeah. 
It's just a different you know, deal at the yeah. Edison. You know, and I was I was uh, happened to be behind you in one of the sight laps that we had throughout the week, and and you, um, I don't know if this is the line that you took or what, but you, I was like, I'm going to follow him and see what he, you know, just because you're obviously better than me. You know, I finished eighth, so it's not exciting like, like you, but you, uh, <laughs> but I'm following you, and you like zigzagged the entire. To the point where you cut me off and I had to slam on the brakes a couple times. We were just, like, riding around. Is that how you race? I mean, do you, like, ride clear outside and then dive in to, to hit the rut and that kind of thing? Or was it just maybe you're messing with me? I don't know. No, no. I was probably definitely looking at the track. Um, what, what happens is on a slight lap, you kind of know where you're going to go. So what you want to do is look at lines you wouldn't look at, you know, just in case they're better. So if you, if you walk on... Um, you know, so if you just ride the line you're going to take the whole race, then you're not going to be, you know, you're going to do that in a moto. So at least at least if you ride or look at some lines that you, you haven't took, maybe you'll take them in a race, and maybe it will be better or not. So. Yeah. But no, I didn't mean it. At least it gives you an alternate passing line. I know you didn't mean it. Yeah. I was yeah. kidding. Yeah. You know, it, um, what are your thoughts on... on uh, Mike Brown racing the the that class. I mean, I, I I put you in the same category as Mike Brown. I mean, you guys are both gnarly pros. You know that um, um you know could still probably qualify for an outdoor and do fairly decent. Um, but that's the rules yeah. that we set. And John, you know, I asked John about it, and he's like, "Hey, that they've they've put the rules out, and he fits that criteria." What are your thoughts? You think there's you know there's there's um for me, as a plus forty guy, the 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 thirty class is kind of gnarly, and those guys are are pretty aggressive, and I don't really want to have to race them. But it, in the forty class, they race much differently. They give you a little bit more room, maybe not in the first lap or two, um, but for the most part, they're not going to kill themselves to to make a pass in the plus forty class. But that but that comes with Mike Brown. And Barry Carson, and, and and you know what I mean. Like, it's. Um, do, do you think there could be another plus forty class? Maybe that's you know for the rest of us poor slobs that don't uh, <laughs> don't have any uh, titles in their background. Yeah, they hadn't scored. Haven't scored points. Well, I mean, I don't have any AMA titles. I'm not a Mike Brown. I didn't. You know, I never had a factory ride. I did everything myself my whole life, you know, with racing and, you know, had support, Yeah, but no, never, never, you know, never, never the, you know, the cream of the trap. But, um, no, Mike, Mike deserves to be there. Um, you know, if, if he wins with a 40 second lead on us, maybe he should ride the open ace pro sport. You know, I mean, I, I mean, some local races I go to around here, I can win with a 40 second lead and it's not that fun. Um, so right. sometimes I I go back and, you know, ride a 25 plus or something, you know, and, and then have some, some more battles. But, um, sure. he won a plus five relatively easy. There was one guy, you know, in that age group that challenged him and that was it. So, hey, if he's up in Canada racing nationals one weekend and then comes back and rides a 40 plus the next weekend, you know, good for him. You know, maybe, maybe that's his weekend off, you know, to have fun. Right. Yeah. Well, it was. Still a lot of fun racing with you guys, and, and uh, you know I, I um, you know I, I'm I'm 
haven't raced Loretta since 2014 and just decided to do it this year. And, um, you know, it, already on the way home, on the drive home, talking about how, what I'm going to do next year. You know, how this is what I'm going to do next year. So it's so it's more fun. And, you know, and Loretta's is a whole different animal. It's, it's uh, it, you know, it's, it's just a neat event. And, you know, and I could, usually I could take it or leave it. But I'm really excited about next year already. Well, and that's uh, it's great to hear uh, how well it went for everyone involved. I was just going to touch on uh, what you guys were talking about, the, uh, be it Mike Brown, Barry Carson, or any other top guys. Uh, I think that's what every outsider, I don't get to race Loretta's. I'm not fast enough. I expect the best guys to be racing there. So I, mean, I think the country does. That's what uh, I would assume competitors do as well. I think it's mostly crybabies that don't that don't want to have to race for second place or even third place or fourth place. You know, uh, wouldn't you say that Barry? That, that a lot of the guys that are complaining about it are just the guys that don't want to have to race a legit rider like yourself or or Mike Brown or Jonathan Grew. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, like I, said, I race every weekend, and you know, I go to New York, and I I see a guy, and he lines up next to me, and he's like, "Dude, this is awesome!" You know, like he's happy to line up next right. to me because I used to. Ricky Carmichael, you know, or Jeff Emig, or, and, and, you know, they're excited to race me, you know, and, uh, you know, they should feel that same way, you know, if they're racing Mike Brown at a race or whoever, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, that's awesome. Just how dedicated that guy is, you know, that, you know, he can still go that fast and be that old and, and, um, <laughs> and whip on us, you know. I mean, yeah, that's one of the watch- things I always liked about motocross is it's the most, uh, it's the sport that it's it's it just it's your age group or it's your your classification. You know, I wasn't really even a, a big fan of when they started women's classes. I was like, hey, just they they can fit into their classification. I understand it now that it's more popular, but I'm talking about back in the '80s when they '70s and '80s when they first started having what they called powder puff classes. But I've never right. held it against anybody because of their age, because they're fast. You know, and I always think think the same way. I think. I think being you're doing it every weekend and that's your choice, you know, I'm glad that you're out there doing it. And and uh, I, I like it when I get to race with, you know, Trampus Parkers or you or, or you know, who, whomever, somebody that, you know, raced a lot of pro races. That kind of makes me feel good that, hey, I'm in the same race, you know. And it's it's kind of fun to, to race with, with people that obviously have had a very stellar career like, like you have. Yeah. I'm... It- the, the neatest thing about it is, like, guys come back, like a Nate Ramsey and a Todd DeHope, and they, they do it that one year, and they're like, uh, you know, like, it was a lot harder than they remember, you know, to come back for just one race and, you know, race three motos in one week, you know, in one short week, and, you know, and be competitive, you know. And um, I think it's neat. I think, you know, a lot of guys should come back and try it, and, you know, eventually if, if you know, some way they have a vet pro class or something like that, then then, then we can all race that too, you know. But, um, yeah, I, th- I, think, I think that's that's a great thing to have too. And, and uh, I, I even remember back speaking to Todd DeHoop when uh, he came back and raced some of the, remember those, uh, you raced them with us too, the fall classics where they had four-stroke races and Todd DeHoop came and rode Hoosenberg's with, with me on my team one year and, 
and he struggled at it because he couldn't start the bike, and I actually stopped and helped him start his bike a couple times during the race. Yeah. Oh, you no. remember those days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, I think it's always cool that you can come back, and that's kind of what Loretta's is. It, and it's like I said, I've raced a lot of these guys over the years. Tony has, and you know, I always think, man, when I turn forty, you know, I used to be when I turn thirty, I'm gonna really move up. Well, Jeff Ward turned thirty when I did. You know, the same guys, Rick John, we all turned the same ages. You know, so you're still raising the same guys. So now I'm holding out for when I turn sixty. <laughs> you know, that's gonna be my year, right? <laughs> I don't yeah, think there's a sixty know. class here. Not at Loretta's. You'd have to probably go to the Vet Masters or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Racer X class, Vet classes. I I like to race those, and they have you know clear up to like sixty five, which is I'll be right. I'm fifty five now, so I'm looking for the fifty five class. Yeah, I mean, the <laughs> just need a fifty five now. I think so. They they put another. Are you doing the minios? Um, yeah, we've done that. Um, that's one, that's one of my main races I do. Minios, Loretta's, um, Florida Winter Series, and then, and just a bunch of local races, you know, and sure. Daytona. Um, yeah, what do you think of that Daytona event? Um, it's neat. I mean, we go down, you know, watch the pro race, and then, um, then we race our, you know, do our two days, and then, um, my sponsor's kid, he's a, he's a factory, um, Red Bull KTM, um, flat tracker Danny Bromley and, oh, okay. oh, oh cool. yeah right. yep killer kid yeah and we stay and watch that and then uh, head home Thursday night after that race so it's yeah that don't... And having fun. for me I like off-road as much as I do motocross so I it's a bummer I can't do both because I like to do the GNCC but then I'm not set up to do the, the rest of the Daytona Supercross you know the Ricky Carmichael race so but uh, maybe this year I'll I'll do that that vintage race interests me. I don't know if they're going to do that again, but I got a CR five hundred. I'd like to race around there. That'd be cool. Yeah, we went we went back on um, that would be what Tuesday and uh, and watched that and uh, it was neat. Jeff Stanton was out there. Uh, I haven't seen him ride a motorcycle in years. And uh, another famous pro that I can be beaten by. Yeah, be great. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he'll show up just because he heard you were coming. Uh huh. <laughs> Barry, we got to go to break. I just want to say thanks for for the great week down in in um, Tennessee and and you joining us on the show. Do you want to thank some folks that help you go racing still? Well, thank you for having me on. Um, I want to thank everybody for going Loretta's and making it you know the, the best event amateur event in the, in, in the world. Actually, um, I mean it's top notch. Uh, and, you know, thank, you know, my local Suzuki dealer, Bromley's, um, like I say, the Arm Army and, uh, Suzuki Contagiousy keeps us racing every weekend. You know, we make a couple extra hundred bucks every weekend just because we're on a Suzuki if we, if we do good. Arai, Scott, Dunlap, Decal Works, Twin Air, KPS Suspension, and Answer Racing, and Scott Goggles, so. All Thank right. you all them. Help they've been helping me my whole life and pretty much in uh, my whole career. So and hopefully I stay racing as long as I can. All right, that's been our, our guest Barry Carson. Jack, we're gonna take a break. Um, I wanna thank Swell Vodka, six time distilled, six times filtered, Swell Vodka belongs in the well. Ask for it at your favorite spot, Swell Vodka. This is Pit Pass. We'll be right back from pole position, Grimes Island. This is Geraldo Ferragi, and uh, we're on uh, Pipat Radio. 
and thank you for listening. With a tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 Pro advanced ventilation jersey and premium race glove and you have generation next racewear built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike for more information visit flyracing.com hey everybody it's scott casper from pit pass radio v-rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires starting with the vrm229 for hard pack supercross settings and the vrm300 it's designed for intermediate soil conditions the most popular tire is the vrm140 it's designed for soft to intermediate environments all knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well the vrm308r trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new force model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes the newest addition is the v-line do-all vrm 340 a heavy-duty off-road tire that is dot approved most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments it's v rubber the tacky tires the choice of sherco off-road racers say when using a tacky it's almost like cheating it's v rubber It's much more than a piston company. Wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products, including forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets and hubs, crankshafts, camshafts, forged connecting rods and valves. At Wiseco, we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine engine, or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, Wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high-quality performance products for power sports and and professionals. Wiseco. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. This is 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles, both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high-performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual-sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. With a tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed 
adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 ProFit Advanced Ventilation Jersey and Premium Race Glove, and you have Generation Next Racewear, built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike. For more information, visit flyracing.com. Time out. Drink Swell Vodka, proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Find Swell Vodka in fine stores, restaurants, and bars near you. Like Swell on Facebook. Hi, this is Dean Wilson, number 15. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard-packed supercross settings, and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new force model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. Hey, this is Mike Lafferty, eight-time National Enduro Champion, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Yeah, I think it's my turn. Anyway, welcome back to the show. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we've been live at Pole Position Raceway. And with that, I think it's time for a little more news with P.J. Duran. P.J. I was going to briefly touch on uh, So starting with our road racing series at the top, we've, of course, got MotoGP. And as previously mentioned, Mark Marquez extended very recently at Brno uh, his overall lead over Andrea Dovizioso on the factory Ducati. Uh, he's now sitting on 63 points, and Davizioso himself has 18 points over one Danilo Petrucci, also on a Ducati. That covers MotoGP's top three in the World Superbike Series. They're not going racing again until next month, but when they do, Jonathan Ray will be sitting on a pretty tidy... Um, 80 plus point 81 point lead uh, after a very uh, slow start to the season well I wouldn't say slow somewhat dominant start to the season for Mr. Bautista who now uh, Jonathan Ray is leading over the Ducati mounted Alvaro Bautista and the R1 of Yamaha Alex Lowe's in third place uh, Jonathan Ray Looking good for, uh, gosh, I've lost track. It's every bit of three titles, maybe four in a row yeah. for that gentleman in World Superbike. And then in our national series that goes racing this weekend in Sonoma, Tony Elias, Tony Sunglasses, sitting on top of our title, uh, <laughs> Chase, at 246 points uh, over a very determined Cameron Bobier on the factory Yamaha R1 with his teammate Garrett Griloff sitting in a not-so-distant third place. Uh, Bobier is going to have his work cut out for him, but he has looked very strong um, early in this uh, season, and I don't, I don't think the season's over for anybody. There's a, there's a lot of points out there, so excited to see them going racing. Tony, thank you, PJ. Tony, Vadivol uh, promised me for my birthday that is coming up Thursday. Yes, it is. That uh, he was going to win not uh, just round seven. Well, round eight of the World Series, and by golly, you got it done. So happy birthday to me! Yeah, that was just that was Dad's gift to you. <laughs> Funny. I don't know if he noticed it or even knew it, but, but yeah, well, it anyway. is. Uh, yeah, so you're turning sixty. Uh, yeah, I'll be sixty years old. Wow. Yeah. 
They've already bought the extra fodder for me. Almost didn't make her to 60. He had a, had yeah, a, had a go, bit of a close, close call here recently, Scott. I, was, I had no idea how close it was. Yeah, well, we did. Susan kept us posted. Every day she would she would send out a, an update and, and uh, pretty scary People standing deal. outside the room crying. Most oh, of, well, we're glad most, you came Most through. of them were nuns. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was gone. I was down in Tennessee um, racing, and, and uh, you know, I... I should take a little time. I want to thank MX Sports and Racer TV. They did a really good job covering that event. It was neat to have tons, you know, my sisters and my mom and sponsors and friends. And I know Kerry uh, Graham, who sells cars at Willis Auto Campus, he, he was super excited how, to be able to watch and stuff. And, and of course, my sponsors, uh, Storm Lake Honda, was, um, you know, they've, they've helped me out with motorcycles. And sounds like I will ride another one. This this live coming to ride year. another one. Yeah, I'm gonna live to ride another another Honda Storm Lake Honda. He's, I just uh, got that deal done with him, and then of course uh, Checkers over at, wide over at Race Tech. They had my suspension. I was really happy with it this year, and then uh, I'd like to thank Billy Mallory with Brick Gentry Log for just just getting you out of the state. Getting me out of uh, <laughs> getting the ankle bracelet off so the so the, the boots will go on. So he's real good at that. Uh, no, nah, just he handles all my business when I'm gone, and, and Billy Mallory is is really a, a been a big asset to me in Top my, my life. So, and then uh, of course Black Cat Fireworks, we did a deal with them. That makes a new deal for you. Yeah, and uh, I guess you sell enough of their fireworks, you get they get uh, they start taking your phone calls and <laughs> talk sponsorship <laughs> with you. Yep. Uh, so and also uh, John Sales of Swell Vodka, we did a deal there that was pretty cool, and then. Um, like to say thanks to Jamie Ellis, who I just started working with. He does a lot of stuff um, with Wiseco and JE and that kind of thing, but he's with Twisted Development. So he supplied me with the Vortex Ignition that was tunable, and, man, what a difference. It woke that bike up. That fa- That is a fast motorcycle that it What's the biggest difference you... Just, uh, they have launch control, so you can... Basically, you put a monkey on the thing and hold it wide open and dump the clutch. I ended up steering away from, from that just because... Um, uh, worked with the guy from Brad from Club Fifty Seven, who helped me with my starts. I was talking about that. That I, I actually learned a lot this week. And really, yeah, and it was really fun. I'm gonna go train with him this winter. I think it'll be, you know, for like six weeks. I'm gonna go to Florida and 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 uh, just work on my my racecraft and and conditioning get, and all to, that. Conditioning. Uh, my intention is to be conditioned before I get there. And so then you can take and advantage. then and I'm like, am I gonna look like an idiot? And he goes. Absolutely, yeah. Forty-three. Why would you ever go? To, why would you go to a, a training facility? And I go because I can. And he yeah. goes, "There you go. Let's do it." And so that all at the tail end of that will be the Daytona race bike week. So and then and then I'll come home and of course we'll, Sarah will be off work with uh, a new kid on the way. So about that, that'll be that'll be something. You weren't supposed to say anything. Yeah, well, we did. <laughs> Cheers! And a big thanks to Wiseco Products, of course, for putting me up and oh, absolutely, and and getting me down there. So Loretta and Sissy and all the kids. Hey, I do want to thank our friends here at Pole Position Raceway in Des Moines. Want to have a little bit of fun on a regular basis, competitions daily and weekly and monthly. Pole Position Raceway arrive and drive racers are sometimes even paired with champs by random drawing. Yeah, like tonight. Hey, thanks for listening. For Tony Wink, P.J. Duran, Jack DeLeon, John Sellers. Been along for the ride tonight. A little bumpy at the beginning, but you know what? I think we got her all straightened out. For all of our great guests as well, Mike Brown, Barry Carson, Grant Baylor in the balance. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week for another edition of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly.
May I have your attention, please? Excuse me. <clears throat> Are you listening to me? Thank you. The preceding was an exclusive presentation of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, a division of Pit Pass Radio LC. Any use of this copyrighted material without the express written consent of Pit Pass Radio LC is strictly prohibited. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours, like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.